We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Going Commando is a little show that Angela and I put together because um, we think it's important to to represent. We think it's important to be who we are and um, and really celebrate authenticity through uh, potty mouth, um, uh, inappropriate, <laughs> foolhardiness. <laughs> and, and, and here we are. Angela, how are you doing today? Hi, good morning, Dana. Sorry, I'm just lowering my volume here. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> um, sorry about that. No, you're very in my ears and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'm as good as yeah, you know, also this is evolving into um, one of those like try before you buy situations. Like we're realizing that a lot of clients, right, huh. are, are they mm. come to us now because they know who we are. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no mistaking no it. <laughs> mistaking who we are, right? So, so we're what's what the beauty of this is, is we're attracting our people yeah. and and when when someone's attracted to us, that means that we're obviously that there's a symbiotic attraction, right? Because yeah. we are, if you pick up what we're putting down, great. If you don't, great. Great. <laughs> so yeah, great. Don't even try. Like if you're not picking up what we're putting down, there's no working together because you're getting this all the time. <laughs> no matter what. We're in a strategy session with your top CEOs and boards of advisors. This is what you get. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, okay. So this week is, uh, we're wrapping up, officially wrapping up season three. We had three parts to our, our finale here. The first one was infamous letter where we discussed, and I think we've come to a good resolution. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that felt really good. Like it felt, even like yeah. it was not contrived at all, but at the very end, like when I watched it, when I do the stamps and stuff, I was like, oh, that was beautiful. That was really lovely. Yeah. We're so great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We're so good. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and then last week we uh, with that uh, episode as uh, 38 and two thirds uh, of the season finale, uh, we talked about our Corte Credo program and like how Dana and I embody basically what we hawk. <laughs> yeah, basically know? like what we actually do for a living. <laughs> yeah, we still for a living. We don't just make this clownery. And um, so so it was really kind of talking about that. And then this week, I'm super, super excited. And I feel like we could do this in a few episodes, but we think we can bang it out in one. That's what she said. So this week, um, we're going to talk about Dana's very first book that she wrote. Um, and it's called Veda Finds Her Crown. I'm going to put it... Here, yeah. there, I'll everywhere. Awesome. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Let's just like, like a yeah. flood, the yeah. flood, the freedom. <laughs> so the reason why I want to, um, I just want to do a little setup about this before we go into like what the book's about and stuff. But when Dan and I reconnected and started, um, working together, but she was going to be the, the silent investor partner and consigliere before, before she became like entrenched in our, <laughs> in my life. Before I got sucked into the vortex. Yeah. <laughs> the vortex, that is me. Um, Dana had um, an event in her gallery in, in uh, Stewart, Florida called Chakra Con. And it was one of those things where I, I haven't, in a very, very long time, felt compelled to jump on a plane and go see a friend. Like I never really had those kinds of friends. My friends were people that I worked with or who were in my proximity. Um, but when Dana and I reconnected, something compelled me to like 
make it work. You know, flew in late on a Friday night, or I actually got there on the Saturday, like Saturday left Sunday. Party. Yeah, flew in, flew out, and uh, hadn't seen Dana physically in like twenty something years, and uh, it was to celebrate this chakra, the, this book, this book that she wrote, and so. What's really amazing is that she wrote this for kids. And I'll let you talk like you're here. Don't worry. I'm just going to do third person for a minute. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so Dana, Dana wrote it for kids. But, um, you know, Tenrex is like really heavy. Tenrex is deep. It's a lot of work. It's, it's, it takes someone who's got, the, who's got the balls to go through it, like yeah. who really wants to change their lives. This is like a starter. This is like the elementary school version of personal development. And um, while it's for kids and it's amazing for kids, and we're going to talk about that, it also has been amazing for adults. It's amazing for educators. It's, there's, so, there's so much here. There's so much here. So I will just, I just wanted to start with that little preamble because that's how I was introduced to Veda. I've got my, I mean, I've got my character mug with my affirmation, I am worthy and empowered to pursue my purpose. That's one of my favorites, with actually. My, with, my, with my lipstick. Dana's got these mugs out her anus, so if you guys want to buy any and, and find a conversation that speaks with you. You're like, I have this mug, and I'm like, yeah, I got a closet full of them. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. yeah, every character, every yeah. character. Um, I used to have Veda, but she broke, and now I have now I have Daya, which I love. Mm. So with that, Dana, as I sloppily drink yeah. my coffee into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Um, let's, let's tell us, tell us where the inspiration came from for this book. You know, as you were talking, I had a feeling you were going to ask me that question. And I had like, I was like, Oh my God, what's the inspiration? Like, why did I write this book? You know, I'll tell you, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Like I, you know, I obviously like everybody knows, you know, I was in education for all those years and I worked with kids. And even though I had specific tasks, <clears throat> excuse me, and taught specific subject matter, really at the core of it, I was always teaching students about the psychology of themselves and about um, how to cope in, in society, like how to cope in their lives. And I really, I look back and I remember my best classes with the kids were like when, you know, I would be teaching yeah, whatever about the American revolution. And I'm like, let me tell you a story about when I was 26. And they're all like, ah, you know, cause they knew like I was going off the rails, you know, but it always had a lesson. There was always, there was always, and I always, always did that. So when I opened the gallery, that first summer that I had opened the gallery, I had um, a Ubuntu camp. Because I really understand that it's important to teach these kids how to um, self-regulate, how to process their emotions in real time, how to really approach life in a healthy way that they don't have at 50 years old have to go back and reverse everything. And really, that was very, very important to me. Also, working in the gallery and working with all of these brilliant intuitives, I really started getting a deeper understanding of the chakra system. But you could look at the chakras, in case anybody doesn't understand this, are our energy centers. We have seven energy centers within our body, from the reader to the tutor, of course, but from the crown to the root chakra. And each of those energy energy centers, it's just your, it's your energy swirling. But what it does is, oh, my God. It, they they represent different aspects of your development. So understanding the energy and learning about these chakras through the magical and mystical and metaphysical ways, I really was so taken 
by the the practicality of it all. Like if you know anything about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, there's the, the pyramid and talks about, you know, our basic physiology, uh, physiological needs and then our, you know, our needs to be accepted, our needs to be loved. I'm doing them totally out of order, but ultimately self-actualization. And the chakras are completely in a line, in alignment with those needs and, and the resonance of those chakras as we develop, there's a great resonance within each developmental level. I'm like trying to say this and I know I understand it, but is that clear as I explain it? So let's just take an example because it is yeah. a little, it's a little heady. It's a little because, heady. Yeah. So, so I understand it um, because one, you know, we've, we've been embodying this and you've been teaching me this, but I can understand like if you, let's say you meet somebody. Yeah. And you have an interaction, you know which chakras banged up, or Always. you can see where stuff is coming Always. from <laughs> because of stuff that happens yeah, at certain points yeah, in their lives. Yeah. So I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and uh, and graphic up here, you yeah, know, so people yeah. can kind of just get a sense of a visual of what you're talking about. But um, let's say you meet somebody, yeah, and they're forceful and they're Ugh! like, and they gotta get their point across. What's what's banged up, and they're not listening to you. Yeah. Where, where were they? Where were they affected in their lives? Ooh, there's a couple. So so it's it's I don't want to say it's hard to say. It could be a couple of different things, but yeah. I'll tell you this. I'm just going to tell about the first three chakras now. Can I just go through the do my do the thing, the chakra thing? Right. Then, all right. All right. Because it's like, hard to it's hard to explain little, yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So, so let, let me just say that your root chakra, I'm not going to do like 20 minutes. I'm just going to do real quick. Your root chakra is all about your feelings of safety and security. So if you have a situation between the years zero and seven in your, in your formative years, um, that went south or whatever created feelings of insecurity, that's going to affect you. Your next chakra is seven to 14. That's the greatest age of resonance. That's your sacral chakra. That's about creativity and love for life and feeling that you can go out and create the life that you desire. The next one is your solar plexus chakra. That's about your sense of identity and your sense of confidence. That is between the ages of 14 and 21. That's why, you know, you're going into high school, you're going into college, you're really learning about the world around you. Those first three chakras, we're not going to worry about the other ones right now, but those first three chakras between especially root and sacral, which are zero to 14, but really the first three from zero to 21 years old. If you have trauma in your life in one way or another that has not been reconciled, and you create a belief around that trauma, around that experience, and a coping mechanism to solve, you know, to, to, to cope, for lack of a better way of saying it. Your other chakras, then your heart chakra, then your throat chakra, then your third eye chakra, then your crown chakra, they all build upon that. So you just asked me, somebody comes to you and they're angry and they don't want to hear it. I feel there's root chakra there. That's big time root chakra because if you don't feel safe, you are likely to put up walls and to stand your ground because you need to be your own guardian, your own, your own protector. Yeah. However, the reason I stumbled on it when you first asked me is because that shows up in the root chakra. I mean, in the throat chakra. So if I, if my root chakra is banged up and I never reconciled, my other chakras become weakened because of it. They're building on this faulty foundation. Then my throat chakra, my, my authenticity, my speaking my truth, 
my ability to to communicate well, my ability to listen, my ability to have interactions. So I feel fear because my root chakra got banged up, but as my throat chakra, I'm going to be a dick because I don't know how else to protect this faulty chakra. Yes. Yes. That's great. That's perfect. And I'm thinking like, so, so trauma could be anything from you were adopted, right? You were, you were abandoned as a child. Yep. So there's abandonment yep. issues. You were yep. adopted as a baby. Um, a, a parent could die. Another like trauma could be my mother was always late picking me up to school. Yep. That, yeah. and, and that age, like you're you're seven years old, you're sitting on a curb waiting for a mother who's always late. That is traumatic for a child. Yeah. So, yeah. so we look at, we tend to hear the word trauma and we're like, oh, well, I, I had a pretty Nothing happened life. to me. Yeah. yeah. Nothing happened to me, but no, oh, I got bullied, you know, like I got bullied on the swing and I remember this incident, you know, yeah. like you don't, and these little things that we repress because we don't really, um, we don't really like think about them. We, we, we suppress them. We develop the me coping mechanism and then it becomes more age appropriate and bigger and better. Like, you know, where you can't speak your truth. And so now let's get into the story and why this, mm. uh, why these, why these little sweeties that you've illustrated, these little cutie pies, <laughs> um, these characters are all so sweet. Um, so, so let's talk about, let's talk about yes. this. Okay. So when I created these characters, I'm just trying to pull their names. I was very intentional. You're going to pop them up so I don't have to show them. Yeah. Anything. It's not like story yeah. time or anything like that. But when I created the characters, I was very mindful of it. Like you're, the root chakra character, his name is Jack. And in Bosnian, that means strong. So, so if he was aligned, he would be strong. But what I talk about in the story, uh, all of the characters, except for one, are misaligned of their chakra. So when I talk about the character, you can see what the misaligned chakra looks like. And then in the, um, in the workbook, it asks you questions to assist you with that. We'll talk about that. The sacral chakra is about sensation, creativity, and pleasure. It's about being the, the creator of your existence and being creative as well. And her name is Okiki. And in Japanese, that actually means the creator. The solar plexus chakra, her name is Daya. In Javanese, that means power because your solar plexus is about your confidence level, right? Being empowered. The heart chakra, his name is Amo. And, uh, and, and the heart chakra is about love and compassion and forgiveness. Amo, I'm married to Amo. <laughs> you are. But, yeah, but Amo in Spanish and Italian means I love, right? Um, the throat chakra is about integrity. It's about originality, authenticity, and truth, you know, speaking your truth. And his name is Pravda. Pravda is cute too. And Pravda actually means truth in Russian. And then the third eye chakra right here, forgive me. The third eye chakra is about your imagination, your discernment, your intuition. A lot of people think the third eye is super magical, but it's really being so aligned that you have the ability to see the world with more clarity. And her name is Veda. And Veda is in Sanskrit, it's the sacred knowledge. Um, and the crown chakra is about unity consciousness. And her name is Moksha. And Moksha is actually in Sanskrit oneness or enlightenment. And uh, I have them represented in their in their colors. Oh, you're gonna show them on the screen. Their own colors. It was really that was very very um, like I said, very uh, specific. I was I I, I their ca the characters, their names, the way they looked, what they represented was really really important because we can all relate to each of them. You know? Yes, yes, yes. And it's so great. So you took this story. So the story is about Veda, 
Veda's yeah. your your third eye. And it's a very, very short story. Yes. Yeah. In in our book, it's um I just want to get to it. Uh da, da, da. it's like twenty-four pages. Yeah. 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 Twenty, twenty, twenty-one pages. And um the story is this little adventure of Veda um on a mission to find her crown. Yes. And and then running into these characters and who are her friends and they have their their issues or whatever, but she just has this faith and uh and it's a beautiful story that um I would say it resonates with like what's the youngest age childs could sit and listen to it and comprehend it. Oh, oh, young, young. When I wrote it, my idea was, you know, between the ages of eight and 12, that they could sit down and read it themselves. But oh, five Christian would love this story. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. And, but what I learned, what I learned in, and this came through the workshops is that adults are reading it. Adults love yeah. it. Like I, now I liken it to like, you know, like a Disney movie. You know what I mean? You bring the yes. kids, but the adults are jamming out. You know, the adults are into the adults get the jokes, but the kids like the pretty colors. The kids are getting a little sense of what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, and I do workshops. I do workshops because the adults are like, Hey, I want to workshop on this. You said it perfectly. It's like the starter kit when you're not ready for the heaviness of 10 racks. Yeah, this helps you, you know, Dana and I are so aware and willing. This is about, <laughs> <laughs> this is truly about creating awareness of those things that we suppressed from our childhood. So what's awesome about the book that you can buy, and this is something you could do by yourself, right? So you can read the story. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, I just gave this to my sister-in-law because it's perfect for her. Yeah, because yeah. someone who has a short attention span, you don't want to do a lot of work. The story gives you, like, you get wrapped up in the characters, you get wrapped up in their adventure, you see where they're banged up, and you're like... I maybe I am a, I resonate with Jack. I resonate yeah, with yeah. you know Amo there because they're going through their stuff. And so what's so so great is like the the true educator in you, right? So you've got this workbook in the back <laughs> half of the book. <laughs> she talks about what the shocker is, uh, what it means to be balanced or imbalanced, and if you're if you're into it, unlike I am, crystals to help you rebalance and empower your root chakra. I don't know the difference, but people do yeah. like that stuff. Yeah, yeah, people people like the rocks, and and that's another thing you said. When I meet people, I can tell what chakras banged up. When I'm at when I'm at the gallery or was at the gallery, and people would pick up crystals, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, okay, <laughs> I can tell, I can tell. Well, Christian loves playing with the rocks you send him. You know, when he was having his poopy issues, you send him all the root chakra rocks, all the root chakra, all the grounding rocks. Yep, yep. yeah, he loved it. Um, but then it's so great. So, so going into the the workbook are simple questions like do like this one. I'm looking at um, at Jack's, like the root chakra. Do I feel safe? What kind of things make me feel unsafe? Am I safe in the environment in my relationship? But if not, why? Does my body feel good? If not, why? And these are just some things that you can just sit and contemplate, yeah. you know, what are yeah. some experiences that might create an imbalance in the root chakra? And, and if you don't really know, by the time you answer some of these questions, it's like, oh, and then you have tools, then tips yeah. to do it. And then some pages to journal just on this particular chakra, because you might uncover, you know, uh, when we were doing this work, I, um, I remembered my mother's second husband, third husband, I don't know. <laughs> one of them, he was like there for a blip, but he used to pretend he hated me. And he used to pretend to like, do things to me, like th pretend to throw me down the stairs and laugh about it. Turn the um, dish disposal on at a party and put my feet over it like, ah, ha, ha. I mean, that's fucked up. 
And I repressed a lot of that stuff. So of course I never felt safe around men, right? Like it was never, and I always had a protection, but it's so cool because you could do this by yourself. You don't have to tell anybody what you're doing. And then she's got these awesome affirmations sprinkled throughout. I nurture my body with what it needs to flourish. I I am supported by those around me. I mean, and you go through all the way up to being a grown up. (laughs) 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 You know, and you may be like, listen, my root chakra is fine. So then you will be able to answer the questions easily if you're stumbling. Yeah. Right. If you're stumbling on anything. Um, So what's really cool is that like you could do this and then you create the awareness. And then I always had the feeling when you and I were doing the work, I'd be like, okay, well now I have the awareness. Now what? Right. And thank God I had you to be like, okay, Dane, I get it. This was an issue. I'm banged up here. I get it. What do I do? And that's why the workshops with you are so amazing because then you could sit there and be like, okay, here's my note. I I need to discuss page 43. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And, 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 you know, one of the things that I think is worth saying is when you do this kind of work and it's cool, you go through the development, uh, developmental levels and you said it perfectly before, it doesn't have to be crazy trauma. It could be, you know, something so simple that you don't even realize got in there. But what's important is we do it, right? And we think, okay, we're over it and we're moving on. And I mean it keeps coming back. I mean, I just this weekend stumbled across something that I put to rest like 10 times. So we just, the more aware we become of how we are, how we got that way. See, people stop there. Say, okay, I'm this way because this happened. And then they excuse themselves and they're done with it. No, 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 no. Excuse me, I'm always going to be this way. I'm always going to be a dick, no matter what. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. Not okay. Not if you want to interact with people who care for you. You know what I mean? So, so if you want healthy, happy, thriving relationships, so you're like, okay, I'm this way. Okay. Oh, I'm this way because that's what this work does. I'm this way because of this. And then the next step is how do I resolve the feelings, the coping mechanisms, the beliefs, all the things that came with that? What is irrational? What is rational? What do I take with me? What do I drop? What serves me? What doesn't? And then you move on from there. And my example from this weekend is I had this thing that I thought that I put to rest. And not only did I really, did it really hit me over the last week that it was still a problem for me, but then I was able to look back and go, oh yeah, this pattern's been repeated all along. Yeah, yeah, there it is. And then, so it doesn't matter how much you do the work. You're always doing the work if you want a happy, healthy, fruitful, thriving life. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, I don't know if like if, if it's easy to recognize the people that do the work now because because when you're on the other side it's like you know this, the, the the work in me sees the work in you yeah, yeah, yeah right right but like when you and I'm sure people who are listening or watching this you know you know somebody in your life who has like found Jesus went from being disgruntled and grumpy to all of a sudden being like, Oh my God, I love the world. I'm changing my career. I need to do something different. Like, you know, those people, and you know what happened? Those people, they rectified the lower chakras. They balanced them out and then it opens up and then their heart opens up and their throat opens up and they're there. You could just feel it and see it. And I'm all chills as I say this, but that's the result of doing this work, especially for our younger selves, because most people listening to this are over 21 Except for Maddie. Hi, honey. Um, <laughs> Maddie did this work and it helped her. Oh, my God. Is doing. Um, is, is doing. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, this was the this was the turning point for her. So now let's talk about the kids. Yeah. Because when so 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 I'll be you know my, my daughter had some some trauma and we had to kind of like work through it together. But she worked with Dana and did intuitive guidance sessions with Dana and they they did beta together. Yeah. So so tell me what it was like to work with a fifteen year old and 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 your process for for the book. How much am I allowed to share? I mean, you know. Can I share the, me- the medication? Yeah, yeah, I okay. think that's okay because right. that's important. So, yes. So here's the perfect example of what we see in the world, what I saw in education for a billion years, okay? Maddie, at the age five, six years old, had was having difficulties. She was having – she was having – had anxiety – she was having trouble um, paying attention uh, or, you know, with, with attention. So she was diagnosed. We're cool with this, this part? Yeah, yeah. And I think timeline off, let's just say I left her father when she was three. Okay. Was I, I wasn't going to go into all that. No, that's, that's for okay. you to tell. No, no, because that's that's okay. Because I, I left her father when she was three. So she was living separate, two separate families, two separate lives from the age of three. Okay, yeah. And, um, and then by the time she was, so she was on the medication for a year. So by the time she was like 11, 12, she was diagnosed with ADD. When was she, at six, she was on a medication. She, she was on medication no. only at 11. Oh, 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 okay. 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 It was okay, only okay. for, it was only for a year. It was only for a okay, year and it was okay. a big, yeah. So, so she had, so at three, she had these issues, five, six years old. Remember the root chakra. She had feelings of not being grounded, not feeling safe, being all of these things. These are all in the root chakra. So now she's exhibiting signs of anxiety. She's exhibiting signs of inattention. Angela takes her. What the first thing they do is they diagnose her ADHD anxiety, right? And she, the doctor told her, so it must be true. She has the symptoms. So they give her medication. And all I want, and all I wanted for her was to feel better, right? Yeah. She was having such a hard time. So I'm a parent who has no other, no other recourse, but to listen to doctors because that's all. And we met a psychologist, a psychiatrist that I really liked. Yeah. She had the crystals. She had all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> and then she went to, no, this is, you're going to put her on violence yeah. because yeah. she has this, this issue. Yes. And the thing is, is I, I, I would, Medication isn't my, as an educator, like, cause I worked with kids with, uh, differentiated learning styles. So I would never jump to medication. But if you're in a situation where the child, you cannot reach the child, sometimes medication will get them present and then you help them. But what happens is the kid now has a label and the kid now has an identity and the kid now believes they need the medication. So you hear things like, well, I have ADHD. So I can't blah, blah, blah. Well, I have anxiety, so I can't blah, blah, blah. So when I started working with Maddie, right? She's 15, 16 years old when I started working with her. She was like, oh, yeah, because I'm so ADHD. You know, I had. And so she, it became, without even realizing it, her identity and her crutch. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. It's not that you have ADHD. You have inattention. Because you have anxiety, because you have issues from your childhood that you have not resolved and you carry those fears and those coping mechanisms into your present. Because you were um, diagnosed, you just accept that this is just the way that you are. And you, and that's that I, I don't want to use the word crutch because nobody's doing it intentionally. 
So what yeah, I, but that, but that the hard part was like, okay, we've made a decision. We have to get you off this medication. Yeah. It's not serving you anymore. Yeah. I may have taught you what that clarity was, what that clarity should feel like, mm-hmm. but now it, now it's, I need my medicine. I have a test. I need my medicine. No, no. And that's, that's when you stepped in, right? When she was, uh, right after she turned 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, is I was able to see who she is and see and understand where it came from. And, and so we, we together, all of us together, you know, got her weaned off the medication and gave her, taught her skills to assist her in becoming more empowered root chakra, more secure, um, understand that she's a creator of her, of her experience, sacral chakra, assist her in re-identifying herself, solar plexus chakra, teaching her how to um, create, ba- not balance, well, balance in her life, but boundaries in her life and, uh, and speak her truth, throat chakra, teach her yeah. to see the big picture, teach her to identify with these pieces, the cause and effect relationships, third eye chakra, teach her how to take the moments and just connect with who she is and how she's feeling so she could better connect with the world around her crown chakra. Did I miss one? Heart chakra <laughs> teacher. <laughs> I skipped the heart chakra. She never had a problem with the whole loving thing, but loving herself, forgiving herself, yeah. Having compassion for herself, teaching her that, not to beat up on herself, that's all heart chakra. And when you teach, again, the chakras and practicality, yes, they're in energy centers, and yes, there's a metaphysical component, but this is ancient wisdom. This goes back to the Vedic test. We're going back thousands of years. So, so, and so as a parent, yes, to watch my child go through this transformation. And become the woman she is today. Oh my God! She's go off to college. She's she's, it it, it like I felt relief when the doctor told me we're going to put her on medicine. She's going to be fine. I felt such relief then, but then I saw that there was it was it was a mask. It wasn't resolving any yeah. of those issues. Yeah. It was just a mask helping her, and she became like almost zombified, a a, a, a version of herself. Yeah. And for for me to see her and look in those eyes and know that she is like where I was at 45 coming through, coming to. I know, man. I tell her all the time, I'm like, you have the gift of youth. You know what I mean? Oh my God. But that's, and that's why this is so important because, you know, we can do this. We can give this to the children. We can give this to our kids, your nieces, your nephews, your own children, your students. Like you can give them this (laughs) gift. Well, yeah, yeah, start with yourself. Go through it yourself. That's why you made a, a workshop for the adults, but you also have this amazing curriculum that you've created. So if you are somebody who homeschools your children, there is a, a, an amazing curriculum that Dana has, and she has an intensive three-hour workshop that teaches you how to teach your kids. If you are somebody who has a kid that you can't connect with, you know, like they're throwing tantrums or they're, they're having some issues, you can use this curriculum and do after school. And make yeah. it a part of your family. Yeah. And you can give the kids this, this gift of knowing who they are and how to handle situations yeah. and, and express themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. It's like, look, why isn't the world doing this? And it, yeah. <laughs> and it does because we're traumatized. But that's a whole different thing. You know what I mean? Like we, we parent, we teach from our own dysfunction. But it doesn't just have to be for kids who have had an issue, who've had trauma. If you raise kids, you know, out of the womb with this sort of mentality, you never have to fix them. 
Like uh, I am by far not the perfect parent. I always joke that I'm saving money. I have a piggy bank for my kids therapy. You know what I mean? But because I understand this, because I've taught other people's children and seen the mistakes all these years, mine have come out of the womb with this sort of mentality and I can see the difference. Again, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect by any means, but they're healthy. They're, yeah. they're, they're well adjusted. They're, um, yeah. and they're, they're uh, 12 and 14. So, and they're like the toughest years. Oh my God, they're so difficult. <laughs> I mean, they suck. They're kids, they're teenagers, they're adolescents, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's, that's like their job. But it's, it's their, their job. job. It's, it's part of the role. <laughs> if they didn't suck, I'd be freaking out. You know what I mean? But yeah. they're home too. And I'm like yelling. But, uh, but they, they're, they're well adjusted. That's really the best way to put it. Can we talk about yeah. these for a minute? Really quick. Yeah. And so uh, just to, just to know too, like I've, so Maddie kind of like, we got her 16, 15, 16 years old. Cause you started working with her. She was 15, yeah. but she couldn't hear it. Right. She was shooting. She didn't want to hear me. <laughs> now I, and now I have Christian who is starting off with this knowledge, you know, I'm parenting him with this information and helping him through his feelings and understanding what he's going through. As I work through my inner child, I help him with his child. <laughs> So, yes, go ahead. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Parts, I'm sorry. Awesome. I, I didn't even realize like where we had gone at that point while I, cause I was busy talking about my kids sucking. So, so <laughs> along with the book, I've, uh, I've created a deck of cards and, uh, they are to be used in, um, in conjunction with the book. So you have the workbook and the book, but these are fun. These are good. For, so I actually use these in my workshops with adults. So basically each card, there's, there's, 49, well, there's 50 something cards because it's information cards, but there's 49 cards with my QR codes. These don't come on the cards. I did that, but, um, <laughs> 49 cards, seven for, cause again, I give them out. I go out, I meet people. I'm like, Ooh, pick a card. And they have the QR code, but like the card, that's, the that's for Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Schmoker. Yeah, yeah, Tyler, look, there's a QR code QR just for you. <laughs> and there's an ox. Oh my God, there's an ox for comma. <laughs> Anywho, so so there's seven cards for each chakra, and each one is different. Each one, like this one has Veda on the front, the seven have Veda, this is the third eye chakra, and her name, and they all have a different affirmation, and then they all have like an exercise or information or something, and they all have different crystals on the back, if you're into that sort of thing, that go with that chakra. So like, for example, this one, oh, this is a good one, this is a good one. So this one is Veda. My imagination is vivid and powerful. And then on the back, the question is, how do you best learn in school? Do you learn best auditorily, which is listening, visually, which is seeing, or kinesthetically by doing? When you find your answer, focus on that strength when gathering information. You will find when you hone your strongest learning skill, your ability to receive extrasensory information through that strength will blossom as well. So it's mm -hmm. giving kids the opportunity to explore. And again, root, uh, yeah. crown. Yeah, they're really, really cool. These, I love the book, don't misunderstand. But these are amazing because the kids can play with them and they're cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super cute. Like, yeah. and when you're doing the, um, if you take on the, the program that you have, the, the, the yeah. curriculum that you put together. So if you take Dana's, uh, intensive for educators and parents, it comes with a, what is it? Seven week or nine week? Nine curriculum? week, nine week. Cause they're quarters. 
nine week curriculum. And it's basically like each week focuses on a chakra on a character. So starting with, with the root and it becomes the color of the week. And then there's age appropriate exercises you could do. So if it's like with Christian, who's five, there's coloring with red or, you know, drawing pictures and it's stuff that he would do. Or if you have 15 or 16 year olds, it's more intellectual and thought provoking questions and engagement and just engaging with your children in this way. It's a, it, it, it's magical. So I highly recommend that people take the, uh, the intensive, if anything, right? Because you can learn for yourself and you'll learn about yourself as you do it because you can do it in tandem with the child, right? You can ask them the question and you can make notes for yourself. You know, do I feel safe? And That's awesome what's really cool. Them. Yeah. How awesome for them to hear your vulnerabilities. Yeah. You set the way, you set the show the way by being the way. So yeah. So it's awesome. Um, and then you do have the, the four week workshop, which is two hours every uh, once a week. And there's, it's really great because you have like, you do it on Saturdays and you have the adults in the morning mm-hmm. and then you can do their children yeah. without the adults. They don't have to talk about it. And the children go in the afternoon for two hours. So it's like, you're, you're both working on it, but in your own space. Yeah. And then you have like a thing that you can work on together. Something you could talk about. So how was your session and yeah. whatever. It's- yeah. Just, just to be clear, the sessions, one is obviously for the adults. The other one's for the adolescents. If, if there's an adolescent and they didn't want to do it with the, they're separate workshops. The adolescent could do their own thing. The adult could do their own thing. But if they did it together, it's always exponential. And they're purposely uh, scheduled back to back for the exact reason you just said. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys have like a bunch of kids that, you know, even um, as a as a teacher, because it's hard to bring these into public school, it's hard to bring this curriculum into a public school. You already have enough that you have to teach, you know, like you're mandated to do. But this would be something that you could talk to your class parents and say, like, hey, do you want to offer this to your kids? I think they would be really beneficial. They could do it on the weekends, whatever, you know, what's um, it's just it's so, so, so important. And especially how this is about the practicality. You know, it really is the practicality. This is not totally. about woo woo at all. At all. I mean, we're about to we're about to get into woo woo. We're about yeah. to get all woo woo up in this piece. Yeah, but which is also practical though. That's why I wrote that book to for the practicality know, of the woo. Even though it's called woo woo, it's no man. It's the practicality of the woo for sure. The practicality of the woo, and so. I I can't recommend this book enough for anybody that wants that starter kit to uh, to just figure out where their imbalances are and then take it from there. You know, we're here. Dana is uh, accessible. I'm accessible. If you have any questions, we're going to put links to buying all this shit so you can get everything you need. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just really want to get it out there because it's it's brilliant. You know, like I would love to see pictures of people with their mugs. Get a mug. I'm Daya this week. So um, I think with that, you know, I just want to say that, you know, we're wrapping up this season of empowerment. This is it. This is the end. And <sighs> there's been these episodes have been so great because this is such needed information for everybody who's ready to live a better life. And I just want to thank you for bringing this information to the world. I, I <sighs> I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. And I want everybody to feel the way that I feel. Right. Uh, (laughs) Right, though. I'm in total agreement. First of all, thank you. And I appreciate you utilizing this platform that we have, you know, know, our little going commando to showcase these books, because 
I agree with you in the importance of them, but your desire and interest and utilization of this stuff is just a testament to how important it is. I'll say it. I always say it. I don't write the news. I just report it. Like I'm, this isn't any sort of like made it like, this isn't like from Dana. This is just my, my, um, piece of it, my perspective, my way of bringing it to the world. And I like to do things, as you can see, by both mine and Angela's background. I like to do things <laughs> loud and colorfully. You know what I mean? And uh, this, and this, is, this is the way to go, man. This, yeah. So yeah, you. you're, you've tapped, you've tapped into this wisdom. You've, um, you've had a beautiful way of putting a spin on it, but you don't just say like, do this, do that. Nah. You are like, I lived it. Yeah. Show, let me show you how I did it so that maybe it doesn't have to be such a train wreck for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the train wreck in me sees the train wreck in you. Try to help you get put on uh, the tracks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you very much to everybody who's been watching this season. Um, yeah. We're just jumping right into season four next week with a special guest, um, a dear friend, Melissa Caprio. She is um, the gratitude and manifestation queen. Yep. And she is going to, um, kick off our season of um, decoding the woo-woo. Decoding the woo-woo. Decoding the woo-woo. So it's really cool. So Melissa's going to be our guest, and then Dana and I are just going to take the rest of the season to go through her book and talk about the concepts in uh, Beyond the Ten, Decoding the Woo-Woo. Yeah. And now that you – like, it's like almost like it's like the next step, right? Once you've kind of graduated from – you're always going to be doing the work – but you'll always have the willingness. Once you know, you know. You can't unsee grandma naked, as Dana always says. But yeah. once you um, are are in the 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 flow of doing the work, the next step is: so what's next? So what's your purpose yeah. in this planet? How do you manifest? How do you make magic? And and it's not about woo woo. It's like it's like again, ancient wisdom that it really we're is tapping into. It really is. It's yeah. Once you clean out the gunk. Once you clean out the gunk of that edging, you know, she's going to purr like a kitten <laughs> and then you're going to take her. <laughs> but seriously, you're going to take her where she wants to go. Like once you get past the drudgery that life has become because these things are heavy and they plague you. Once you go, oh, and you, I can, oh, there is a better way or there is another way. And you clear that stuff out. You're going to start to experience things that, that are new to you. And all I'm doing is just giving you a, a, a sort of a dictionary or a guidebook in woo-woo. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. So stick around for season four of season fours of gratitude, focusing on gratitude. Yeah, super excited. Um, I know this is a little bit of a longer yeah. episode, but you know, I feel like we could talk about Veda for for many episodes. So I, I succumbed, and we got it done in one. Yeah. yeah, that was me. That was me. I was like, we don't need more than one episode. Meanwhile, we're forty two minutes into this thing. I so know. thank you. So, thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com.